And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Monday. Casey Justclair here with Coach Brian Colley. Whew, I'm winded. I just had to go run into the other studio, get some headphones. I saw, I saw that was the fastest I've seen you run. Yeah. I thought a mouse or something was chasing you. Nope. Ran a uh, 4440. That was pretty quick. Went get some headphones, and now we're ready to rock and roll. Hope everybody's having a wonderful start to their day. In the next segment of the show, we're going to have Coach Jamar Celestine of Home Christian School Girls Basketball on the line. Tell us about the way his team is playing. His team also got a very interesting experience yesterday. They went to LSU and watched the Lady Tigers play. We'll ask him about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then in the next segment after that, at noon, we're going to go to, oh man, who do I have booked? Uh, Coach Case. Sorry. Coach Ree Case of Central Catholic. I had a brain fart there for a second. Central Catholic of Morgan City will be joining us. Then at the bottom of the show, we're going to be talking about, oh goodness, the NFL playoffs and so much stuff. I got W's and L's at the bottom of the show, and we got so much to uh, to yap about here at the bottom of the show as there was so much that happened over the weekend. But let's first get to our scoreboard, as we always do. Weekend was loaded with <laughs> scores and results. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hear them moaning and yeah, groaning from going door, on man. next door. What is going on? <laughs> uh we got girls' basketball results from Friday. We start with the ladies. We got results from Friday and Saturday for both the ladies and the men. Uh, on the girls' side, we had Hanville get a 57-46 win over Central Lafouche. Good win for Hanville, keeping the pace. Destrahan grabs control of our local 5A district, 51-44. They're in first place. They're undefeated. They're cruising. Um, crazy. <laughs> They're undefeated on the women's side. They're winless on the on the men's side. It's crazy how that works. Destrahan gets a seven-point win over East St. John. Uh, let's see. 5A results. Friday, Thibodeau gets a 53-26 win over Terrebonne. A good win for Coach Ashley Barber and her team. Coach Barber told me last week, said, hey, we got to get hot. And they beat up on Terrebonne, get a 27-point win, and keep some momentum going forward. 4A. Vanderbilt Catholic gets a 47-24 win over Assumption. They were just kind of shadow boxing. They could have won that one by a little more. Played a lot of players, got a big lead, sat on the lead. They got a decisive win over Assumption. Great win for the Terriers. Continuing to get themselves ready for postseason play. Lutcher gets a 47-27 win over Morgan City. A really good win for the Lutcher Bulldogs over a Morgan City team. Lutcher's got a bunch of wins now. They're going to become a very valuable team for anybody who potentially beats them down the stretch. South Lafouche was scheduled to play South Terrebonne. That game was canceled. Uh, we go to 3A. Let's see. We got E.D. White getting a win over Donaldsonville, 44-15. to A great win for E.D. White and Coach Snack and his team. They get another decisive district victory. We have, let's see, Patterson and St. James. No score reported. How could you have played Friday and you scored? Um, let's see. Let's see. On Friday, we had Homa Christian school fall to St. John 40 to 23 on the girls in the things. And then on the one, a side, we had central Catholic of Morgan city, get a 56 to 33 win over Vermilion Catholic. And we had CCA get a 39 to 29 win over Generet. Those are Friday girls basketball scores. Let's go to Friday or excuse me, Saturday girls basketball scores. The schedule was a little lighter. Well, really, around the state, it wasn't. There were some big games around the state. Southern Lab got a 65-58 to win over Ponchatoula. That was a big one. Uh, Liberty got a big win. Walker got a big win over Hicks. Liberty beat Family Christian. But anyway, the local game, Mount Cornwall gets a 44-42 to win over South Lafouche. 
Whoo, controversial ending. Um, Veda Prison is attempting a three-pointer at the buzzer, top of the key. Ain't no way, other way to say it. She got fouled. She got hit across the arm. No foul was granted. And South Lafouche falls 44-42. to 42. Now, we could sit here and talk about that last sequence until the cows come home. South Lafouche was up six points going into the fourth quarter and, and squandered the game away. But didn't have the opportunity to shoot the free throws late. Mount Cornwall gets a big win, and it's going to be a very costly one for the Lady Tarpons. They dropped from 29 going into that game to 32 after that game. Why? Because Mount Cornwall only had six wins coming in, now seven. But I'll tell you this, Mount Cornwall's better than a seven-win team. They just have a brutal schedule. Tough, 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 tough loss for Coach Jenkins and the Lady Tarpons. they got some ground to make up now. Yeah, look, tough ending to that game. Um you know, you always say it doesn't come down to one call, but when that call happens to be uh, like right on the buzzer, it kind of uh, it's hard to swallow there. But um, it is what it is. You know, um, unfortunate for the Lady Tarpons. That's a game that they really needed. Now uh, down the stretch, with just a handful of games left in district play. Some of these district schools will not give the Lady Tarpons enough power points to, uh, even if you win, you don't get a whole bunch if you lose, and definitely it's going to hurt you a lot. But uh, I think it's coming down to that game against Lutcher. Lady Tarpons, they need to win that game. And win the games you should win, and the Lutcher game, I haven't seen Lutcher play going off last year. They were much improved last last year. We were impressed with their their play last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a lot more wins this year. They're Twelve and five. That's that's going to be a big game for Lady Tarpons, and I think that's on the road. Looking at it on paper, you would think that South Lafouche would be able to win that game. Ed White beat them by twenty five. You beat Ed White, but hey, you never know. They're twelve and five. They've got a bunch of wins. Uh, Lutcher beat Terrebonne by 10. South Lafouche beat Terrebonne by more than that. You look at some of the common opponents you would think you'd be expected to win, but going over there, that's going to be a big challenge. And actually, what's crazy to think, um, South Lafouche actually has the most wins of anybody in the district. They've got 13 wins. You would say, well, Vanderbilt is 12-6. and Lutcher is 12-5. and So it's actually the Lady Tarpons who have the most wins of anybody in the district, but they're fighting for their lives here down the stretch. Got to get a win over Lutcher. Got to beat Assumption. Got to win the others that you're supposed to win. Now, Lady Tarpons, uh Tuesday can get a victory, too, at home against Vanderbilt. That's every, Oh, Vanderbilt's this. They're very good. But if the Lady Tarpons, they attack on the inside, and the ball's kicked out, and they got them three-point shooters, that can be a, a very good basketball game on Tuesday. Going to have to handle some pressure. You know the Terriers are going to try to – Pick them apart with the press, but we'll see how South Lafouche handles that. Friday on the boys' basketball side of things, Central Lafouche got beat up on. Hanville gets an 86-59 win over Central Lafouche. Uh, Coach Gage Griffin told me, said, man, they, they just didn't miss. I mean, we scored 59, felt good about the way we played. They just didn't miss. Hanville gets a 27-point win over Central Lafouche. East St. John gets a 71-59 win over Destrehan, so East St. John bounces back and gets a big win there. Uh, let's see. We had Thibodeau fall to Terrebonne 70 to 49. Terrebonne got a big win there, defended their home floor, and kept up with the Joneses in our local 5A district. South Lafouche beats Assumption on the buzzer. Now, they didn't make a shot on the buzzer, but they defended a shot on the buzzer. South Lafouche beats Assumption 58 to 55. 
Assumption had a last-second three-pointer rim out. The Tarpons led by as much as, well, upwards of double digits in the second half. Assumption battled back, um, but South LaFouche rallied from a double-digit deficit earlier in the game to retake that lead. So it was a back-and-forth, uh, ebbs and flows, lots of waves of momentum. Tarpons survive. Assumption's getting healthier. Don't expect to see them getting blown out every game anymore. They've added a couple of key pieces, and I thought they played really hard. Tarpons found a way to win on the road in Napoleonville, which is a very difficult place to win. Yeah, crazy game. As we mentioned on our broadcast, up and down. You go down double digits. You come back, you up uh, double digits. Uh, Tarpons did enough, and they uh, out-rebounded. The Mustangs had to be by 15 at least. Yep. Uh, Sawyer Wells, Bull George is on the inside along with uh, Terrence Petrie on the outside. Again, running that offense for the Tarpons uh, was, was too much for the Mustangs to handle. And uh, Tarpons got to the free throw line and, and made enough and got a big win on the road because that, that's, a, that's a, like you mentioned, it's a tough place to play. Look, you're in a situation now, if you're south of Oslo, you, you ain't getting in. You're not going to be in the top 28 unless if you win the district championship which I guess is still available, but, man, just go out there and win as many games as you can. And, and to get that one on the road is, is a really good one for Coach Brody and his team. In 3A, St. Edmonds um, – actually, no, Berwick gets a win over St. Edmonds. My bad, I read that one wrong. Berwick gets a 38-32 to win over St. Edmonds. So good win for the Berwick Panthers at home, getting a non-district victory. Donaldsonville gets a 60-51 to win against E.D. White. E.D. White struggling, man. Donaldsonville gets a win there. Good win for Donaldsonville. Uh, Patterson falls to St. James, but don't write yeah. off the Lumberjacks yeah. just yet because we got another score to tell you about them. St. James gets a 43-41 to 41 win over Patterson, which is kind of shocking, especially considering what we're about to tell you a second from now when we get to the Saturday scores. In 2A, Homa Christian School gets a 52-33 to 33 win over St. John, a great win for Coach Richard Jones and his team defending their home floor, getting a win over St. John. In single A, Central Catholic of Morgan City, we'll have Coach Case on in the next segment. They get a 77-24 win over Vermilion Catholic. And Jennerette gets a home 55-48 win over CCA. Now, we go to the Saturday men's scores. We had some great games around the area. How about this one, Coach? And this is not a local one, but this one does surprise the hell out of me. St. Charles got a 62-51 win over Bonneville, man. St. Charles going on the road and getting a double-digit win over Bonneville. We talked about how improved they were whenever they were hosting their home tournament. Dude, that's big-time stuff. You got a double-digit win against Bonneville at their place? Whoo, them Comets are playing some ball. Yeah, look, St. Charles, they get better and better as the season goes on. They got some football players that came into their program. Uh, they played late in the season. Uh, so... Yeah, they they starting to jail and they're playing some really good ball. That's a huge win for that program. Slidell gets a 68-54 home win against HL Bourgeois, a tough one for Bourgeois. They had the district bye on Friday, so they were rested. They just didn't put their best foot forward losing on the road against Slidell. Now, this is the score that surprised me. After losing at home to St. James, which is not historically a huge basketball power, but I guess you know Coach Latin and the crew are building that thing back up. Patterson, the very next day, gets a 51-41 to win over Southside, which is one of the best teams in Division I non-select. Talk about a 48-hour turnaround. 
You go from losing to St. James at home to beating Southside. The Lumberjacks are unpredictable. And when you look at their schedule, that's just kind of what they do. Sometimes they win. Sometimes they score 30 points and lose. So very unpredictable team, but they get a huge win over Southside. That's a big, big, big one for them. That is. That's a big win, and they're going to have to win some games down the stretch uh, in that district. They're going to have Donna Seville, uh again twice in, in their district. They're going to have – they got Newman later – in the year, Newman beat them earlier. Uh, that's going to be a, a, a big stretch, and we'll see. Uh, Patterson has athletes, and they got some guys who can go very quick, and when they put it all together, they're a pretty solid basketball team. Our game of the week, which you were able to hear here on, well, across the way on ESPN on Saturday, was Vanderbilt getting a 75-60 to win over Terrebonne. Too much for the, the Terriers, and look, frankly, Terrebonne, didn't do enough easy stuff. They turned it over. They missed shots in the paint. They missed a, a million free throws. Coach Brandon Brown's probably watching that one back on film and saying, man, what an opportunity we wasted because the Tigers had chances, but give credit to Vanderbilt. They never let Terrebonne get close. Big win for Vanderbilt over the Tigers. Yeah, look, Terrebonne played played hard, uh, gave themselves a chance, but just the, the first half, Missed way too many free throws, and that continued on into the second half. And in the second half, they missed a ton of layups on the inside. But uh, you got to give credit to Vanderbilt's defense on on the interior. They they were making it rough for Terrebonne to shoot those layups on the inside. And my goodness, Vanderbilt, they got some pieces. <laughs> they uh, do they ever? Those guards get to the rim. Uh, if you stop them, they kick out. Kennard was was deadly from the outside. He 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 shot the ball extremely well, uh, but don't forget Vanderbilt's defense. Man, they force you into so many turnovers, and they take advantage of it. And um, but it, it was it was a good game. Terrebonne was uh, at the end, it got away from them, but they were in uh, striking distance most of that game. Very interesting score, and it's a friend of ours. Um, Bruley lost over the weekend for the first time this season. St. Michael, the Archangel, beats them 55-41. to So you're now a Bruley team that's 17-1, and but you're 0-1 in district play. It's crazy to think that uh, you know St. Michael gets that win there. And then another very big result from around the state on Saturday. How about this? Iowa got a 58-50 to win over Lafayette Christian. That's a huge win for an Iowa team that everybody, by all accounts, says is really good. Anytime you can beat Lafayette Christian in anything, that's a that's a really good result for them. So it was a very busy sports weekend. That's just kind of a, a recap of it all. Before we catch our break and get to Jamar Celestine, want to give an attaboy to the Central Lafouche boys soccer team for winning the district championship this weekend. And we're going to give you guys kind of a rundown of all of our local districts here in the soccer side a little bit later in the week. Let's catch a break. When we get back, Coach Jamar Celestine of Homa Christian School Girls Basketball. His team has been playing some good ball, but they did just come off of kind of a difficult week. They lost a couple of them, but they're still in a good spot sitting at number 15 in the power rankings. We'll have Coach Celestine in the next segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. 
That's Danos. Water safety tips from Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, the back road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. It's Mardi Gras time and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and 18 stall restroom trailers from everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors. Have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey just met with Coach Brian Kyle. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we have Homa Christian School girls basketball coach, Coach Jamar Celestine, on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are we doing today? Good morning, Coach. Thank you for having me. For sure, man. Look, your team is 6-3, and three, sitting in a good spot. If the playoffs started today, y'all would be pretty comfortably in. Got a big one today against Lutcher. Tell us about uh, the where you guys sit right now, man. Man, it feels good to be where we at, but I, but I, I see progress for us, the future, to where we can get even better. Um, coming into the season, of course, you know we had a lot of uh, a changeover, um, so the expectations were low um, from different media outlets. But um, as always, anytime I coach anything, I like to to think positive, and uh, we came into the season with a positive mindset, and the, the girls have definitely responded. Coach Brian and I were talking last week about how much we admire your role as a teacher of this team you could see you're actively teaching as the games are going on you know trying to put them in the best situations possible it's a young group and and it looks like at least from the outside looking in you're having a lot of fun with these girls absolutely um and 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 i'm glad that you said that um every game is going to be different no matter who you're playing and what the opponent is but but that exactly that's exactly what i'm trying to do um we're trying to teach these girls to not be so robotic a lot of times they play basketball and they don't understand that just a simple uh, backdoor cut would make all the difference, right? And then you try to tell them that and you draw it up on the board. And a lot of times they have to actually be involved in the game and it has, it has to happen and they have to see it because, of course, every person learns different. Um, so that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to, like me and my assistant coach, Coach Jones, um, we're just trying to teach them play-by-play, play, um, day-by-day. Even in practice, we'll go through after we watch film. We'll tell them some of the stuff that they didn't do and, and then allow them to see it 
And and so hopefully going forward, they'll learn from it and they'll, they'll be able to execute it a little bit better. Do you have any seniors, bro? I know some of the kids are very young. Do you have any seniors at all? Yes, we have one senior, Destiny Pierce, and actually she's a, a, a vital part for the team. Her IQ is really high. Um, she's been at leading. She's been in the leading role for us as far as rebounds um, and defensively. So, um, so we have one senior, and we're going to honor her on Tuesday night at home against Country Day. There you go. That sounds like a winner. Big challenge today, making a road trip to take on a very improved Lutcher team that's got 12 wins. Saw them last year. They were real young, but they were real athletic. What are some things you guys got to do well to try to slow them down tonight? Um, you said it. They're very athletic. Um, they run the floor really well. Um, so for us, key points are going to be transition defense. We have to get back on defense to um, try to prevent them from getting that, that fast start off that they've been having. Um, lately, they've been attacking the basket really well. And uh, in transition, they've been scoring a lot of um, buckets in transition. So um, we've been honing in, just telling the girls, hey, we have to get back. We've got to get our head around. Um, we've got to cut off those lanes and try to keep them away from that free throw line. Coach, it looked like, you know, we did your recent game with Ellender, and it really looked like you you got a, a tight-knit group that really enjoys one another. How important is that to have that chemistry, especially at a smaller school? feels like you guys got a very good locker room. Absolutely. They, they're, they're gelling so well together. So we try to do team activities to where they'll know something different about the, each person on the team to where they, they would get to know each other and like each other. When you like one another, you're going to play really, really hard for each other. Um, like last night, we had an opportunity to do a team bonding experience. We went to LSU and watched the, the national champions, and um, that experience was great, but it also brings them together. You know, a lot of people don't understand how important it is for them to not only be teammates but to be friends. Like once you're playing with your friend or your sisters or your brothers, you're going to play even more harder on the court. You're going to start to understand um, their likes and dislikes, and, and that makes you want to fight and go to battle even more with them. So just building that rapport with them and also just letting them see us outside of the coaching ramp. You can yell at them all day or you can fuss at them, try to coach them up, but it's different when they see you laugh, when they see that you're human because none of us are perfect. So we try to let them see us on the outside as, as just human, as fathers, as uh, father figures. And that way, once they, they know once we coach them, it's coming from a place of we care, and it's not coming from a place of hatred or, or that we're not trying to set them up in the right direction. You mentioned that I was going to ask you about that. You guys make the trip out to Baton Rouge yesterday. Man, talk about how cool that is. I mean, you get a chance to see national champion Angel Reese and Michaela Williams and Van Lith and Coach Mulkey. And, and not only did you get a chance to see him, you got a chance to see him on a day that they put on a show. LSU played exceptionally well. I'm sure those girls are going to remember that for the rest of their days, man. Absolutely, and that's exactly what we were trying to do. Just make memories that's going to last them a lifetime. Because, I mean, we all know you're going to play games, and games are going to come and go. But some things you want to keep lasting in that memory book, and, and, and I'm a coach that's an advocate for that. Every group that I have, I make sure I do something special with them to where individually they're going to remember that for the rest of their life. And, and that game was exceptional. And, of course, even during the game, the girls was turning back and they were asking questions and they were seeing things like before the game they were doing warm-ups. They was like, Coach, we do those warm-up drills, you know. And they were doing different scenarios to where we actually practiced some of the stuff that they saw that the girls were actually doing. And so they started asking questions. Coach, I could do that in the game. And it was mind-blowing that they were paying attention and not just head down in their cell phones. Because, of course, with this generation, most <laughs> of them head will be in their cell phones and they won't be paying attention. 
But last night it was totally different. They were all locked in and glued into the game, and LSU did a wonderful job. For sure, man. Look, how do you juggle your two roles? It's, it's full steam ahead, women's basketball. You're trying to get your team into the playoffs. But this is also bigger, faster, stronger time for football. How do you handle both roles? I'm sure, man, they got you pulling in a bunch of different directions right now. Absolutely. I don't sleep a lot, I'll tell you that. But um, it, it's so important to hire great assistants um, to where, you know, you, you guys can be on one accord. They understand how serious I am about the off season and about their body. Um, I've been a stickler for that for years. Um, I did it when I was at Terrebonne. I'm going to continue that because I know how important that off season is. is. And, and once we get stronger and faster, it allows you to compete at a higher level. So um, we, we've really been just making sure that our schedules intertwine to make sure that we make time for the guys to come work out. And um, it's working out thus far, but I'm going to tell you, it's a lot of work. But I, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I love the grind. Four NFL teams left. Give us a Super Bowl pick. Who's going to win it all? Uh, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson and Baltimore. They're, they're the hot ticket right now. There you go. Thanks so much for the time. Good luck tonight and tomorrow. Have a great week, buddy. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate y'all for what all y'all do. Yep, that is Coach Jamar Celestine doing an excellent job. They um, are coming off of a little bit of a skid. They lost to CCA last week, lost to St. John last week, got a big one with Lutcher um, tonight on the road. Then they're back home for their senior day, Metairie Park Country Day. We saw Country Day a couple uh, a couple nights ago take on E.D. White. Um, they're young. They've got a ton of new pieces. It's, it's virtually a whole different crew from last year. But they're still six and three, and and man, they've got a coach that you could tell just by listening to him talk. He cares about them and wants the best for them. Uh, they're a little bit of a surprise story locally, but they're doing a great job, and it looks like they're headed to another playoff season. Yeah, look, uh, Coach Celestine does a great job. Just watching him on the bench, him and his assistant, uh, they stay positive the the entire game. Uh, it's like they don't get rattled. They're not gonna jump up and down and he he's right he smiles a lot during that game and when the his team is on the court they kind of like doing the same thing they they play kind of relaxed they're going to play hard but if they make a mistake it's not the end of the world they're going to go back down and and play defense or uh it's just uh he's doing a great job it's it's a joy to watch his team play yeah no doubt and then you know, he mentioned the importance of team building, and I, I really think that that's a, a big thing that you need to do. They go watch LSU yesterday, and the kids are having fun. And, you know, talk about that, man. That's just got to be such a um, a fun experience to be able to allow your kids to have that, but then also to see, like he said, they were engaged and were wanting to be part of it. I mean, that that's super cool, man. It is. That, that's why we, uh, we started our Midnight Madness a few years back, but we do kind of uh, team building and it's something different. You're practicing at midnight, which a lot of teams, high school teams, don't do. Uh, so it kind of sets them apart from different people. And I think it's critical to have these uh, team-building events that you can go to. And uh, case I, you, I, you heard me say this before, you got to have a good locker room. And if you don't have a good locker room, man, it's, uh, it's going to be a battle. And – these team building, what they're doing, that's a, a part of it, having a good locker room. And, look, we, we talk about Coach Celestine. we got to give some credit to his assistant coach, Camarcus Jones. He was the head coach at South Terrebonne last season, went with Coach Celestine to Homer Christian School, and you can see he's active. He's doing he, – he's got some knowledge on that bench there. 
So they've got a good little staff, and they're putting some things together. Yeah, there's a lot of teaching going on. You can see it during the course, even during the course of a game, of a lot of, of teaching going on. So they've got Lutcher tonight. Would be a big test. They got Country Day tomorrow, and uh, then after that, Delcom, Independence, and Cabrini as they're trying to punch their ticket into the Division Three Select State Playoffs. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to a coach on the boys' side of things who is going to be playoff bound. That is Coach Reed Case of Central Catholic. His team has gotten hot. They're now 11-6, and six, sitting at number 6 right now in the power rankings. Coach Case will tell us why he likes the way his team is playing. Well, I can tell you this. They've won nine games in a row, so we'll have a red-hot coach for a red-hot team out of this break. It's play-by-play on KLEB. No more mold. No more damage. No more outdated old bathroom. No more slipping and hurting. No more stress. Make your ordinary bathroom extraordinary for only $99 per month. New shower, new door, new tub, new wall, new anti-slip technology. Be stress-free. Call 800-770-5322. BCI Bath & Shower is made in America for the highest quality. Ask about our military and senior discounts. Your dream bathroom in as little as one day. First 50 callers save $1,500 on a never-clear glass-treated door. Call now for free premium color upgrades. 800-770-5322. Call BCI Bath & Shower, the leader in bathroom remodeling. Be smart, safe, and stay a step ahead of inflation with our interest-free financing options. Call 800-770-5322. Love your bathroom with free upgrades. Call 800-770-5322. That's 800-770-5322. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackets. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Hi, I'm Ashley Otan with Bless Your Heart Nonprofit. Please join us for Talk on the Bayou the second Wednesday of every month. Our mission is to enrich lives and inspire hope by addressing social, educational, and financial needs to support our great community. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Remember about a month ago when Central Catholic was 2-6 and six and we were on this radio program saying, hey, don't put any stock into that because they're about to get hot? Well, they have gotten hot. They have now won nine games in a row and are 11-6 and six overall, 5-0 and oh in district play, and we have their boys basketball coach, Coach Recase, on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing today? Good. Good. Join this Monday. Yes, get sir. Ready for Tuesday already. You know that. Absolutely, my friend. Look, you guys have caught in fire here. You have started to play some good basketball, got some quality wins, have been taking care of business and district play. 
Uh, things have changed since we last spoke. Your team is now playing at a very high level. Yeah, um, you know, saying it just—it just takes time. Um, you know, we finally uh, got our basketball legs uh, under us. Um, I'm actually up to nine guys dressing and, and playing and practicing every day. When we had six, probably the last time I talked to you. Um, you know, what I'm saying we've we've gotten healthy. I still have one that has to wear a mask because he broke his nose, but he's still playing. But uh, you know, what I'm saying we just uh, we we finally starting to to play like a. I thought or hope we were capable of playing early in the year. Got a big one tomorrow against Highland Baptist. They're kind of uh, in the middle in your district. They're eight and thirteen overall. Tell us about your opponent and what are some things you guys have to do well to try to stay unbeaten in district. Uh, the big thing is his rebound. Um, they're they're a lot bigger and more athletic than us. Um, you know, what I'm saying hopefully we can make some shots uh, against their zone. Um, you know, we just gotta we gotta keep making shots. That's been you know, one of the big differences the last couple of weeks is we, we started making shots that early in the season we, we wasn't making. Um, but we just got to, you know what I'm saying, rebound and defend is uh, going to be our key for tomorrow night for sure. Coach, it feels like your last game was probably one of your best games of the year. Vermilion Catholic is 8-4. and four. They're 3-1 and one in district, and, you know, they got a big win against CCA, and they beat Jenneret, and it was looking like on paper that was going to be a very competitive game, but man, you blasted him by fifty-three. Talk about that. That's a great win for your team on Friday. Yeah, well, I, I, they they had a couple kids sick, so I, that was that was part of it. Okay, um, had a couple kids out sick, um, and we shot about seventy-five percent from the field in the first half, which we have not done. I that think helps. We made 10, <laughs> yes, I think we made. I think we were ten for twelve on the three-point line in the first half. So you can do that math really. <laughs> Really quickly, um, we just came out. We shot the ball really, really well. Um, you know, we made, like I said, we made ten threes in the first half, which I don't think we've made ten threes the whole in any game the whole year. Um, you know, played well defensively, got some turnovers, got out in transition. Um, and again, when you when you're shooting the ball well from the outside, then all of a sudden everybody runs the three point line, and we actually got the ball inside to our our, our post guys. I don't want to say our big because we're not big, but our post guys, and they actually finished. So for us to score, you know, 50 points and a half, that, that's a lot. You know, that's by far the most we've scored this year. How important was it for you guys to go through some of those learning pains early? Because you guys started off slow, but look, it was against a brutal schedule. Central Lafouche, Bourgeois, Terrebonne, Karen Crow, uh, Doyle, Lacassine. I mean, you guys faced some brutal competition. How important was it for you guys to get those scores early so that now the kids are more seasoned at the right time of the year? I mean, I, I always think it's important. Um, my assistant coach, you know, Ron Case, doesn't always agree with me on that one. I'm sure he's listening today. He always does. <laughs> you know, I, the only way to get better is to play good people. You know, now, are we ready to play those three teams the first three games of the season? No. No way. But, you know what I'm saying, but when we come to, to games like now, I can say, hey, there's nobody as good as the guard from H.L. Bouzeville. You know what I'm saying? Nobody as good as the guy from Central Lafouche's guard. I mean, it's, you have comparisons of guys that you played against. You know, you know, these guys are not athletic, as athletic as Terrebonne. So, you know, you, you get little mental notes for them. Say, hey, if you can guard this guy, you can guard this guy. You know, and that's, that's why we do it. And, and, you know, when you work that hard to get a shot, you know, early in the season, and now all of a sudden that shot's a little easier to get, you know, you think it's going in. And hopefully that's where we're at now where, you know, I thought we got good shots against those teams. So we can get good shots against those teams. We should better get good shots against anybody. 
Coach, how many uh, teams make the playoffs in your bracket? Uh, 24. 24. I, I can't yeah. understand. Some 24, some 28, I, 32. I, I I, I, but ours is definitely 24 because I think the first eight seeds or something like that get a bye or something. I, just, I, I, I And I, you know what, Coach? I, I might have just made that number up, to be honest with you. It changed so much. <laughs> I, I, You know, and – uh, it might it might change again in gen- next week at the convention. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I, I I just I just want to be as high as we can be, just so I know we're getting in. Because I mean, one year was 16, one year was 24, one year was 32, one year was 28. I I said 24, but now I'm thinking about. It, I think I'm doubting myself. There you go. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> no one knows. You guys are one of the rare districts that still do two rounds of district play. A lot of them have shifted to one round, if not just a tournament at the end of the season. Give us your thoughts on that. Do you like the two rounds of district, or would you prefer that you guys did something a little different? Oh, no, I, I prefer we did something different. Uh, they voted on that a couple years ago. I mean, I, I, I was against it just because of, I saw where it was going. Um, the last couple years it hasn't – been that bad just because you got a you got a PowerPoint for winning district. Well, they just took that away. So now, you know, I'm saying going forward, I'm gonna push hard to put these people. You know, all these coaches understand it's like it. it I, I don't even know why we have districts anymore. To be honest with you, you don't get the only thing it does is if you, if you finish first, you get in the playoffs automatically. You get no no points for it, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I guess more than just district. And now, you know, sad going forward is. You know, a school like us, I got to change my schedule next year. You know what I mean? Like, you can't afford to go two and six to start the year anymore. You know, because then you used to get a PowerPoint. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of all balanced out with it's not going to balance out anymore. You know, so I'm, I'm more worried about, to be honest with you, the pre district schedule than I am the district schedule because now you got you to gotta watch who you play now. Yep, for sure. You guys are currently sitting at number six in Division Four Select. With an 11-6 and six record, there is a little leeway there. You guys are pretty close to some of the teams above you. Um, have you guys done some of the math? If you guys stay hot, can, can you maybe get into that top four, you think? Uh, I, 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 I've said this a lot. These guys are smarter than me because I can't figure it out. I, I try to figure it out, and I think I know where we're finishing, and I'm wrong every time. So <laughs> I, I, just try, I just try to win as many, try to win as many games as we can and try to be playing as good as we can at the end of the year. Because the the math, I still ain't got it figured out. I've, I've, like I said, I've talked to people smarter than me, and they can't figure it out. So I, I quit doing that a long time, Casey. I, I, I got too much other stuff to worry about. I understand that, man. Look, quick question: Y'all got uh, Covenant Christian coming up on Friday. I see that's Thursday. your road game. Oh, Thursday, you said? That game is Thursday. Okay, Thursday. My apologies. What gym no, they, do, they do, do they play at? Say again. What, what gym are you guys going to? I know they played a bunch of different ones. Which gym is that game at? The Donner Community Center. Okay, sounds like a winner, man. And it, and it is Thursday. They moved it. They had something on Friday, and they asked us to move it uh, a couple weeks ago. So it's definitely Thursday at the Donner Community Center. Okay, sounds good, man. Look, you got about another, oh, about a month or so left of the regular season, then you start the playoffs. What are some things you're hoping to see from your boys to let them know, hey, man, we're playoff ready. Let, let's go get it. Well, like I said, I just just keep improving on what we've been improving. Um, got a good group that. Shows up every day, works hard. You know what I'm saying? They're getting better. My sophomores are starting to not act like sophomores. Um, the older ones are getting better. And we just, I mean, we've got to get better defensively and rebounding. You know, so we just, 
we're going to be so much smaller than everybody else we play. You know, we just got to, we got to do little things. We talk about it all the time, but it's going to be coming more important down the stretch and especially when we get in the playoffs because we're, we're definitely going to be smaller than other teams we play. Coach, uh, tell us how tough of, uh, of a job is it to control your assistant coach on that bench? <laughs> oh, let me tell you. I mean, at, and most of the coaches, him fussing at me. Yeah. I mean, I'm just fussing at the refs or somebody else, I'd be okay with it. But most of the time, he's fussing at me, you know? So I think that's the hardest part. I mean, he, he wants to call more, way more timeouts than me. I, you know, I kind of try to save him to the end, you know? And. You know, for some reason, when number one comes out, you know, he wants him to go back in real fast. Yeah. But, but look, Coach, I think that would be a pretty good idea to get him back in, though. <laughs> I don't understand because he never comes out. So I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah, we messed him. He's definitely an, an asset to have on that bench. Oh, no, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's been a, it's been a blessing for, for many years. I mean, he, he loves the game more, even more than me. You know, he, he's in the gym with him. He opens the gym 24-7 with him. And just to have him, you know what I'm saying? Because we, we're brothers, but we have different personalities. So he, he is definitely my calming influence. Uh, he, uh, I'd have probably spent a lot more time on the bus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know where you're going with well, that. Check your phone. <laughs> I'm going to check it when I get off the phone. When I get off with y'all. Co- Coach, thanks so much for the time. Stay hot, brother. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Yep. That is Coach Case with Central Catholic of Morgan City. They have gotten red hot. They're playing their best ball at the right time. They're in the driver's seat. And look, I don't care who is sick for Vermilion Catholic. Vermilion Catholic's good. They're 8-4. and four. They've got some really good wins. Uh, you beat them by 53 points. Uh, that's a pretty impressive showing. They're now 5-0 and oh in district. Play 1-9 in a row. Yeah, and look, uh, put, they put in a lot of time. They're always in the gym. You see them scouting. We always see Ron uh he's scouting he does a great job and uh definitely an asset to have and uh yeah i would uh win that number one in the game <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> don't yeah. come out i would think number one would be out there <laughs> more often than not let's catch a break when we get back out of the break we're going to talk about some nfl playoffs we had a crazy weekend in the nfl playoffs and then at the bottom of the show, I'll get you the W's and L's. I actually loaded up a bunch of W's and L's, so that'll be a little bit of a longer segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third-grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back, too. Your good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. What would you do if you had a broken bone? You'd go to the doctor and use your insurance, right? Well, what would you do if you have a serious problem with drugs and alcohol? Most people do nothing until it's way too late. Your insurance can help you get clean and sober with the assistance of a place like the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Many times, addiction treatment is fully covered. So why not use your insurance to treat your addiction problem just like you would if you had a broken bone? And with the Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed to take time off by law and your employer doesn't need to know the reason. So there are two good reasons. You've got insurance you can use for your addiction problem. And with the Family Medical Leave Act, 
It's completely confidential. Call now, 800-398-7414. That's 800-398-7414. Education. Prevention. Care. At Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute, we're committed to impacting future generations through promoting healthcare education and disease prevention. Our team specializes in athletic injury prevention and post care, using the latest techniques to help athletes perform at their best and stay in the game or get them back in action. Discover more about how Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute provides healthcare for our community at tghealthsystem.com. Welcome to No Wake Outfitters, located in Metairie, just east of Causeway Boulevard. Your one-stop fly shop, kayak, and sportsman outfitters. You can check out our new kayak demos and our new pool and sea casting demonstrations. We have a new selection of functional and comfortable apparel from your favorite brands for the cooler weather. And our dedicated staff is here and ready to provide you with the knowledge to make an informed purchase. Come on in to check out some of our exclusive brands, such as Rugged Road, Turtle Box, Orvis, New Canoe, Old Town, and oh yeah, New Canoe 2022 kayaks are now 20% off. No Wake Outfitters, 1920. Six Airline Drive in Metairie. We are down to the final four in the NFL, and we had three home teams win over the weekend and one visiting team win over the weekend. The visiting team, of course, were the Kansas City Chiefs. They got a 27-24 win over Buffalo. The other games, the Ravens got a 34-10 win over Houston. San Francisco squeaked by Green Bay 24-21. Detroit got a 31-23 win over Tampa. And then the Chiefs beat Buffalo 27-24. Um, let's start with the first game of the weekend. Uh, Baltimore gets a 34-10 win over Houston. Houston was playing with them for half of the game. Um, Stroud was making some plays. They returned a punt for a touchdown. They were slowing down Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' offense. In the second half, I mean, something drastically changed. The Ravens started to dominate the line of scrimmage. They win the second half 24 to nothing, and get a 34-10 win. Lamar Jackson rushes for 100 yards and two touchdowns. He was 16 of 22 passing, 152 yards and two touchdowns. Um, the way they play, if you could – execute the way that you know they run their offense they're going to always have the ball because they're going to be running it they're going to be controlling the clock they're going to be good in the red zone they've got the best kicker maybe ever so anything across midfield they're going to score some points man I'm not a big Ravens guy right because I don't like Lamar Jackson a whole lot just because I don't trust his style of play but boy when he's healthy he's electric he had a big day Sunday or Saturday made me eat a little bit of crow and they get a decisive lopsided win, the only lopsided win of the weekend, moving past Houston and C.J. Stroud. Man, look, uh, it's going to be tough to beat them, and they can be at home. Uh, I know they got the Chiefs coming in, but I think it's going to be tough. Baltimore is just – man, it kind of like – I don't know. It's something about them. It's not flashy, and they just – they get it done. They just – I don't know. I don't, they're I don't physical, like man. it. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're brutal. They're, they're very, very um, good up front on both lines of scrimmage. The game that we caught the tail end of Saturday night after leaving the uh, Terrebonne and Vanderbilt game was the 49ers rallying to get a 24-21 win over Green Bay. A couple of notes of that one. Um, a, Brock Purdy in the first half was not good, but he rebounded and was very good in the second half. That's the first thing. 
The second thing, Jordan Love was very good early and then had made some mistakes late. I think Green Bay, who is the youngest team in the NFL, with that young quarterback and some of those pieces that they have, and they got some draft pick capital, they were just a year early. You got Anders Carlson, who misses what would have been the game-tying field goal. Coach, you, you read. The, I'm sure you saw the famous quote from their head coach saying, oh, man, every time he goes out there, we're just praying that he makes the kick. He's missed a bunch. He's missed a ton of kicks. He's missed a ton of extra points. You can't go into the playoffs with a kicker that you can't trust, man. What are, I mean, the dude, it's not like, you know, stuff happens, right? We're going to talk about the, the Bills kicker missing in just a second. He's been great all year long. This dude, Anders Carlson, has not been good all year long. He is He has missed five extra points. He's missed six kicks. He's four of eight from kicks that are in the 40 to 49 range. That's 50%. That's not nearly good enough. You put it on his foot, and he predictably gagged it away. That's a tough way to lose, man. And if you don't trust your guy, he was 33rd in the NFL in extra point percentage. Why is he out there? Find somebody else who could do the damn job. Yeah, and look, this did not happen overnight. It, so how in the world can this organization go into this game with the kicker that they have? And I don't you, – how – what I'm saying, a change should have been made way, yes. well before. It, it, it's not. It's not something all overnight. This he's been consistently bad throughout. How can you go into a uh, uh, playoff game this caliber with that type of kick? I, I just, I don't get it. But they said, oh, well, he's he's young. Um, we're trying to develop him. He's a rookie. Kicker's not a spot where you're trying to develop somebody, right? Kicker's a spot where. You go find you some nerd who's going to make bang it through every single time because that could cost you a game. Dude, it don't matter if your kicker's 40 years old. What are you planning for the future a kicker for? I, yeah. I don't understand that. That one didn't make sense to no, me. No, but if the coach is going to make that statement every time he goes in, we praying. Of course uh, he's going to be a head case. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> if you got to – every time you go out, I'm praying, well, find someone better. The, the, the Packers, to me, feel like – the Oklahoma City Thunder in the NBA right now. The Thunder are going to make the playoffs this year. They're probably going to win a first-round series. Then after that, they're going to get beat by a more experienced, more star-heavy team. But the Thunder are extremely young, and everybody kind of understands, hey, their future is exceedingly bright. Green Bay feels like that to me. Jordan Love down the stretch of the season was terrific. I get it. He threw a big interception on Saturday. I, I understand that. Outside of that, on the road against San Francisco, he had his team right up there running stride for stride with the 49ers. Green Bay next year, 9-8 and eight this year, I think they're going to make a big old leap forward. And I think watching they and Detroit compete for that division for the next several years is going to be very, very entertaining. If Green Bay doesn't make a big leap, it would be very disappointing because it seems like everything's in place. The, they were getting better and better. Uh, find you a new kicker and should be better. I saw something the other day. Uh, it was actually Brock Purdy. After the game, he was asked about, you know, hey, you had to come through in the clutch, and, you know, this is your first comeback playoff win, and yada, yada. He mentioned something to an ESPN reporter that was very, very interesting. I didn't realize that this was the case. He said that this past offseason, the 49ers actively so tried to sign Tom Brady out of retirement to be their starting quarterback for this year, and they were going to give Purdy like a redshirt year to you know recover from his injury, get better, be polished. 
Would San Francisco be a better team with Tom Brady? Because Tom was not no, good last year no. in Tampa. And I think, you know, sometimes they say the best move that you can make is not making a move. I think they might have gotten lucky there with Tom's decision to stay retired. Yeah, I, I agree. Brady was, I mean, he looked old. See, he wasn't a Tom Brady as the past for sure, but I think it paid off for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We go to the Sunday games and we have Detroit getting a 31-23 to win over Tampa. Jared Goff was good in that game, especially in the fourth quarter of that game, throwing for two touchdowns, 287 yards. Jameer Gibbs for them is a monster, nine carries, 74 yards. I was impressed with the way ba- with the way Baker Mayfield handled that crowd in that situation, and I get it again. He threw the the big interception at the end, but he was twenty six of forty one, three hundred forty nine yards passing, three touchdowns, two interceptions, despite really not having any blocking at all. I mean, he was getting sacked and he was getting hit, he was getting harassed. I was on the fence of, hey, should Tampa give this guy an an extension? Should they build around him? Should they not? After seeing that, I think they should build around. I think he deserves it. I think he got himself a contract extension. Even though they lost, I think he played well enough to earn that job back again next season. Yeah, if not him, who are they going to get in Tampa? Uh, Yeah, I think he deserves it. Uh, I'm glad he threw out an interception at the end, but he played well. Yeah, he did. He he really did. Detroit, um, man – their, their head coach is a lunatic, right? But he's got them bought in. They're they're going to play hard. They're going to compete. They're going to give you everything that they got. And it was just crazy to see the raw emotion in the building after they clinched the win. Dan Campbell is, is going nuts. The fans are going nuts. The Lions have never really been good before. The fact that they are good now, if you could tell, it's just a complete culture shift, and it's it's frankly what the Saints need to try to do right now is just revamp that locker room a little bit. Dan Campbell has done it in Detroit. They're one win away from going to the Super Bowl for the first time ever. Can they continue to ride this little wave that they're on? Away uh, from home is going to be tough. I, I think it may be coming to an end. Yeah, away from home it's going to be tough. Because, look, honestly, the Lions haven't been playing their best. you got – here and there, it seems like uh, oh, this might be the game. Lines are going down. They rebound and get a certain driver to get a stop when needed. Uh, I think it may be the end of the line for them, but can't take away the uh, season they had and you the emotions after. You saw Aiden Hutchinson just standing. I mean, he's from that area. He just stood up and he was just soaking it all in and like in, in disbelief what was happening. You want to know how you could build a successful team really quickly? Nah, I know one way. What, what, what's your way? Get rid of Mickey Loomis. <laughs> well, well, this this goes hand in hand with what I'm about to say. The Lions in the draft had three picks in the top 36. They took Jameer Gibbs, ball player. They took Jack Campbell, linebacker, ball player. They took Sam Laporta, tight end, ball player. There are three picks. They hit on them all. That's frankly what New Orleans has not been doing, has not been drafting well. Their front office has got that thing humming, and they were talking about the owner. Um, they got a, it, It's a Ford lady, one of the one of the Ford heirs who's the owner of the team, and she said, hey, whatever it takes to win, they're all pulling in the same direction. They're drafting well. They got a good coach, made some good moves at the margins, and Detroit's got that thing reeling for the first time ever that they have been this good. Yeah, it's good to see. I mean uh... – 
with Dan Campbell, you know, his uh, his route coming up from coaching. was with the Saints for a few years, and uh, it's, it's good to see him having success. But uh, emotions and all, I think, can only get you so far. Yeah, you're going to have to go and get punched in the face a couple times in San Francisco. We'll see how they handle that. The nightcap on Sunday was an incredible game. You get the Chiefs getting a 27-24 to win over Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes was really good. <laughs> surprise, surprise. 215 yards passing in a windstorm. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. Josh Allen was good as well. 186 yards passing, one touchdown, no interceptions. And he ran for two touchdowns, getting 72 yards. Both of these teams were kind of beating up the other at the line of scrimmage. The Bills were able to run the ball effectively. The Chiefs were able to run the ball effectively. But at the end of the day, the old Fox, Travis Kelsey, five catches, 75 yards, and two touchdowns, made some big plays that Buffalo was not able to make. And for the Bills, this was your best chance, man. You have been saying now for years, but they've been losing close to Kansas City in the playoffs now three, four, five years in a row. They've been saying, man, we're going to finally get them at home one day. You got them at home, and you still couldn't get the job done. That's got to be a very disheartening loss for them. I'm curious to see what their roster is going to look like because I'm not sure that Stephon Diggs is going to be there anymore. He's been disgruntled, and he's been crying, and not sure what what that's going to look like. Their defense is getting a little older, and next year is year one of Josh Allen's contract extension. So you go from paying your quarterback $15 million to now next year $45 million. So that's $30 million that you're not going to have elsewhere on your roster. This was probably their best chance, and they couldn't find a way to get it done at the end. Yeah, and last night, Buffalo's what, last drive, I think it was third and, I don't know if it was 10, 12 or whatever it was. I thought they were going to try and go two plays to pick up that first down. And because, uh, I mean, look, there was horrible conditions to kick in. Yep. Uh, I thought they were going to just third down, maybe get a little closer and fourth down trying. Uh, I think that could have, well, you're looking at it now, of course, uh, you don't want to try and get the first down, but get them a little bit closer because it was a rough condition to kick. I thought they were going to two downs to try and pick up that first, which they didn't. Patrick Mahomes has been a starting quarterback for six seasons. He has made the AFC championship game yeah, six times. He's batting a thousand at making it to the final four in today's day and age of NFL with the parody and you're not supposed to be good every year. That's unreal. We consider Tom Brady, and I say we, I'm speaking for myself. I don't know if Brian thinks this, but I think he, you know, would agree Tom Brady's probably the best quarterback ever. Patrick Mahomes has a chance here to he's only 28. He has now played in six or is gonna have played in six conference championship games. Got a chance to win his third Super Bowl. Figure he's going to be doing this for another 12, 13 years. There is a chance if Kansas City could keep this rolling that Mahomes could end up maybe catching the goat, as we call him, as crazy as that is to believe. Because, look, without very good receivers, with an aging getting a little older tight end, without maybe a star running back, Pacheco's good, but, you know, he's not one of the best. They just found the way. They, they scored when they needed to score. They just found the way. And they did that making some mistakes, too. They fumbled out of the back of the end zone. I mean, they overcame some crap and still found a way to get the win. Yeah, and, and all this mix here, let's not forget their defense. Yep. I, I think that uh, Spagnola, his defense has been tremendous over the last several years, and a lot of people kind of forget that because you have 
of Mahomes on offense, but their defense uh, stepped up. How in the hell did Spagnola have such a bad run in New Orleans? Like he looked like he was Matt House when he was with the Saints. They had the worst defense ever. And everywhere else that he's been, he's been good except that one stop. Like, how does that even happen? Uh, something in the water. <laughs> something, yeah, I don't understand that. And the dude was part of a— Well, who he came after. I don't know if he— Was he before or after that's what, Ryan? I can't remember. I think he was before Rob Ryan. I, I, in fact, you know what? Let's pull this up. Steve Spagnola. Wikipedia <laughs> will tell us. Rob Ryan, that was a mess too. He was with New Orleans in for one season, 2022. So let's go now and see New Orleans Saints. So it was after their Super Bowl 2021. Let's see. When their coordinator in the 2021 season was staff, let's pull it up, defensive coaches. He he followed Greg Williams. So Ryan was okay. after Spagnola. So you saying Spagnola fo uh, it, it, followed in, in 2011? It was Greg Williams's last season. 2022 or 2012, rather, was the first year of and only year of Spagnola. And then after that, it was Rob Ryan. Yeah, because Greg Williams, I mean, did a, a darn good job. I found in New Orleans <laughs> until he started. You know. Well, yeah, <laughs> till he got caught. Till he got caught. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but look, to be fair, now. And, and to be fair, the year that Spagnola was the defensive coordinator was also the year that they didn't have Sean Payton all year. Well, that makes a difference. That absolutely makes a difference. When you got Joe Vid and, and you know, interim, like, yes, that absolutely makes a difference. So maybe if they would have been more patient and would have given him another year, maybe it would have gotten turned around pretty quickly in New Orleans on the defensive side. Well, he's doing a job in Kansas City. Yeah, no doubt. And he might even get a chance to become a head coach based on that job that he's doing. Let's catch a break when we get back. Talk a little bit of college basketball, maybe a little NBA, but then at the bottom of the show, I got a big old laundry list of W's and L's that we'll hand out. It's play-by-play. -play. We'll be right back after this. State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling, familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. That State Bank and Trust Company still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Start your day off with a fresh brewed cup of Mellow Joy, the original Cajun coffee company since 1936. It brings members to Louisiana's rich culture. Available in dark, medium roast, decaf, and full line of flavored specialty coffees. Mellow Joy is available in selected grocery stores in your area. To begin receiving Mellow Joy at your office, call 1-86-MELLOJOY. Say le café du Mellow Joy, c'est plus joie. 
Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa wants you to join them for the start of something new sales event. Tis the season to get a great deal on a Ram or new commercial truck, van, car, or SUV. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business or personal use. It's a grand new year, so get a great deal on your new dream car, SUV, or truck today at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Tonight in the Southland Conference, we've got a huge matchup. The McNeese Cowboys, Will Wade's team, 16-2 and two on, the, on the schedule, 5-0 and oh in league play. They're traveling to face the defending league champions, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi, by all accounts, is a brutally difficult place to win. McNeese is 16-2 and two playing well. Corpus is 4-1 and one in conference. If McNeese could get a road win and a decisive road win today, they might even catapult themselves into the top 25. So that's a big one there today out in Corpus Christi. The Cowboys trying to make a big statement. Yesterday, the LSU women's basketball team played pretty much as well as they've played all season. They had a really solid performance beating up on Arkansas. 12,000-plus people in the PMAC to watch the Lady Tigers get a win over the Razorbacks. You got Van Lith going. Angel Reese played well. Michaela Williams played well. Morrow played well. Everybody played well. You scored 99 points and you get a 31-point win. Now, that sets the stage for a matchup Thursday with South Carolina. The number one team in the country will be coming in. So I got to ask you this, bro. I know you've said on this show, hey, man, I, I was a big fan of Mulkey, but now I'm, I'm not. I'm kind of out. I think she, you know, she does some things that are extra. But she's facing Dawn Staley on Thursday, who I know that you don't like a whole lot either. So when LSU faces South Carolina on Thursday, do you remain neutral? Do you root for one over the other? How do you see this playing out? Obviously, it's an easy one for me. We're rooting for LSU all the way. But for you, the the the, the objective bystander, two coaches that aren't in your favorites, who are you going to be pulling for in that one? Uh, I'm hoping for a cold snap to come in and freeze the roads and <laughs> game canceled. <laughs> Um, Dawn Staley, boy, uh, she's got her team playing well. They're playing at a high level. They're the number one team in the country. She doesn't do a whole lot, though. No. Um, she just kind of says, you know what? Let's roll the ball out. Let's let's go get them. And, and to her credit, they're seventeen and zero doing that. They're playing very well. Last year, they caught LSU early in conference at their gym, and LSU, I think, was a little intimidated. They're not going to be intimidated on Thursday. I don't often look forward to women's college basketball games. I am looking forward to that one. That's going to be a lot of fun to see on Thursday night at the PMAC. It's going to be sold out. They're going to be hanging from the rafters. LSU's crowd can maybe make a big difference. We're going to learn a lot about both of those teams. The winner of that game might be on the short list of being the favorites to win it all. That'll be a very, very entertaining show. And I think, more importantly, it'll be just a sign of how much the culture has changed because LSU couldn't sell out the building against anybody. Now you bring 12000 in for a random game against Arkansas. You're playing South Carolina. It's sold out. The cheapest ticket on StubHub is $600. Like, that's the hottest ticket in the state of Louisiana, and it's unbelievable that 
in just a short amount of time, it's become the LSU women's basketball team that's got all that hype. Yeah, P Max is going to be packed on Thursday. Uh, be a good game, and I, I, I would give the nod to LSU. I think at home, in front of that crowd, uh, it won't happen like last year where a little controversy with officials kind of uh, let the game get out of hand or this and that. Uh, but I think Dawn Steele, that's one of the things she does is uh, kind of works the officials. So oh, we'll see on the road with uh, but in the PMAC, but I think the Lady Tigers are going to be ready. She's very effective at working the officials if that's something that yeah. she's trying to do. how Where do you stand on, and this was the big topic all weekend, where do you stand on students storming the court after a big win? We had the incident with Caitlin Clark yesterday. I think Caitlin Clark flopped. She lowered her shoulder and flailed her arm like she had the basketball. I think she flopped. I'll talk about that in W's and L's. We had an incident with Tulane where one of their fans stormed the court and was harassing some of the Memphis players. Purdue coach Matt Painter was like, said uh, they lost recently to Nebraska. Nebraska stormed the floor. He said, man, like we got to stop this. Somebody's going to get severely hurt. My question is, how do you stop it? You've got 10,000 people and 20 cops. How do you stop it? How do you prepare? If you punish the school and find the school or whatever, that's not fair. It's not their fault. It's ha- like, how do you stop this? Or do you even think that this is a problem at all? I, I, th- I think it's starting to get to be a problem. Uh, if you're going to storm the court and go celebrate with your team, uh, jumping up and down at midcourt, I mean, so be it. But uh, when they start doing other things, it's, it's getting out of hand. How you stop it, I don't think you can. Yeah, it, that's the thing. One way you can stop it, if you are a favorite, you go on the road, win. <laughs> that's the best way to yeah, stop yeah. it. Don't have it happen to you. <laughs> yeah, just, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think you can stop it. It's uh, NBA games, they do. Yeah, no one storms the floor in the NBA. That's a good point. So, um, you get officers around and do the best you can, I guess. If you uh, they storm the court, and if you got twenty police officers and you you arrest a hundred and two hundred get away, well, at least you know if you step into the court, you're taking a chance of going to jail. Mm. It'd be very interesting to see. It has become a big topic of conversation. And I'm over here joking, saying Caitlin Clark flopped. Fortunately, she's okay. Fortunately, the situation with Tulane and Memphis didn't amount to anything crazy. Uh, big win for Tulane, by the way, getting that win over Memphis. Memphis entered the game the number 10 team in the country. Um, Tulane gets them 81-79 to 79 in their building. Coach Hunter has been looking for that big signature victory. Tulane is 12-6, and 3-3 three and three in the league. They were hoping to be a little better this season, quite frankly, than what they were, but maybe this win could get them jump-started and get them on the right track. Yeah, I think there's a couple of games that got away from them early. But, yeah, it's a big win for the Green Wave. They need to take this momentum, and they got to they got to start playing a little bit better and, and finish these games off. Yeah, no doubt about that. The Colonels today are going to be on the road taking on UIW. That's just a men's game. Uh, the Men and women both lost at Corpus on Saturday. So Nichols at 6.30 today will be taking on UIW, who's 0-4 in the Southland. There's no way for me to sugarcoat this. If you want to be in the Southland picture, you got to beat UIW. I don't care where the game is. Out in San Antonio, Nichols has to get that one tonight. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Must win for the Colonels if they want to be in the upper half of the league. Let me ask you this. I know it's 
we're not at the end of the season, but so far, how do you like the new schedule hate for it. the Southland? Absolutely hate it. Uh, why did they even so, so attempt to do or, or doing this? What, what, what Brian is referencing last year, the Southland Conference was a Thursday Saturday league, meaning that every Thursday and every Saturday you would have a men's and a women's doubleheader. This year, it's a Thursday, Saturday, Monday league where the women play alone on Thursdays. Then we have the doubleheader Saturday. Then the men play alone on Monday. I don't know why they changed it. It hurts the attendance for the women's games. And I I, I don't understand it. I don't know why they did it. I'm sure there's a reason why they did it. Maybe because they're having more dates on ESPN Plus now. Maybe they're getting more revenue. I don't know what it is. But no, to answer your question, I don't like it. And I, I wish that it would be the way that it was before where everything's a doubleheader and we just knock them both out while we're there. Yes, uh, speaking of ESPN Plus, do do y'all carry doubleheaders? Like, do would yes. y'all do both games? Yes. So, so the last doubleheader, uh, a couple Saturdays ago at Stouffer, when the Colonels played Lamar, I did the women's game and the men's game both. So we do the women's game, take thirty minute break, go get a hot dog, whatever, then come back and do the men's game right after. So it's not an issue at ESPN. Then they they can go ahead and you can have the doubleheaders yeah. scheduling wise. So. Yeah, I I like to know the reason why they uh, they moved. It seemed travel. It's going to cost more. Yeah, I mean before you'd you'd only have to book hotel rooms once. I mean I guess it's the same number of rooms, but yeah, I I, I don't get it. I I don't get it, and I wish that it would be the way that it used to be, where you know Tuesday Saturday let's roll, Tuesday Saturday Monday. I don't know. It just doesn't do the same for me. Yeah. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I got some W's and some L's. We're going to be yelling and screaming in the next segment. It's play-by-play. Play. We'll be right back after this. Join Talk on the Bayou from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Monday through Friday on the Raging Cajun. We cover local news topics, politics, and entertainment each weekday. And it's all brought to you in part by Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Rev, and Thibodeau Regional Health System. Talk on the Bayou Monday through Friday from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Right here on the Raging Cajun KLEB 1600 a.m. and 102.7 FM. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere for the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses. Call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. The Balcony Restaurant, known for great steaks and quality seafood dishes, is open Monday through Friday, 11 to 2 and 5 to 8.30 nightly. The Balcony Restaurant features a daily lunch buffet, and on Friday, buffet opens for lunch and supper. They also have ball seafood nightly. The Balcony Restaurant, located in La Rose at 16550 Highway 1. For a great meal, call the Balcony Restaurant at 693-3368. That's 693-3368. For the best meal, it's the Balcony. There was so much going on this weekend. We absolutely had to have some W's and some L's just to make sure that we touched on everything. Our first W goes to 
Man, this one's painful for me. Lamar Jackson. I've been the biggest Lamar Jackson oh, hater whoa. imaginable. Let um, me get the recorder. Yeah, uh, he gets a 34-10 to 10 win. He was incredible, man. Look, my knock against Lamar Jackson was never the ability. It was always whether or not he could stay healthy playing the way that he has. This year, he has stayed healthy, and he's been tremendous. He had four touchdowns, 100 yards rushing, 152 yards passing. Lamar, I ain't rooting for you, buddy, but um, they get a big win, and you earn yourself a W. And L goes to Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Dude, I don't mean to put everything on one guy, especially when a kicker missed a field goal and there were some different things that happened. The Bills had, in their final three possessions, three and out, three and out, 16-play drive, missed field goal. Your defense gave you plenty chances. They forced a punt. They forced a fumble. Your defense gave you plenty chances down the stretch. Josh Allen, this is your chance to be a hero. This was your chance to finally slay the Dragon Mahomes. And the last three times you got the ball, you scored zero points. You got to be better than that. I get it. He was tremendous early in the game. You got to be better than that in the winning time if you want to be considered amongst the best players in the NFL. I give him an L. He should have gotten them into the end zone and won that game at home. At least you didn't blame it on the Madden cover. No, I mean, it's understood now that that's why he. No, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) And Weekend W goes to Nick Dunlap. Do you know who Nick Dunlap is? No. Nick Dunlap is a 20 year old college golfer who became the first player to win a PGA Tour event as an amateur since 1991. Wow. He won the PGA Tour American Express Championship victory on Sunday, 29 under par. Outlasted Scotty Scheffler, Xander Schauffele, Sam Burns, and you'll like this, Brian. He is a collegiate golfer at the University of Alabama. So, Nick Dunlap wins, and if you had Nick Dunlap on your betting card, it was 400 to 1 odds. So if you put 10, 15 bucks on him, you're uh, buying an island today. Congratulations, 20-year-old guy, an amateur winning a PGA Tour event. You don't see that Damn, very often. Impressive. That's very impressive. A weekend L goes to Duke basketball. <laughs> uh, they lose to Pittsburgh at home. Not a great showing for, I don't even know what their coach's name is anymore, Shire or whatever. Uh, not a great showing for the Dukies. They have... Um, underwhelmed a little bit and you lose at home in Cameron indoor to Pittsburgh, a team that came into the game one and five in ACC play. Boy, you love to see that a weekend W goes to the Vanderbilt Catholic boys basketball team. They continue to play at a high level. They get a big win over Terrebonne. I think they're the best team in our area. Kudos to coach Leon Veal and his guys on a job. Well done, bro. This, this next one here is going to get me fired up. A weekend L goes to Todd Bowles of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did you watch the ending of that game yesterday? Yes. The Lions take I a knee understand it. on third down, which means that fourth down is coming up. There's a 35-second difference between the play clock and the game clock. You have a timeout. Tampa Bay down just eight points could have called a timeout and forced the Lions to kick a 50-plus yard field goal, which if they miss, you're getting the ball at like the 40-yard line. Didn't even, just gave up. Oh, the game's over. What are you doing? If I'm the owner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm not saying I would fire Todd Bowles, because I think he's done an excellent job. 
But you bet your ass we're having a conversation about that decision today. You could have given your offense 35, 40 seconds with Mike Evans and Godwin and the big play weapons you got, and you bring your timeout home? What are they doing? Yeah, that was I, ridiculous. And Detroit snapped the ball early. Yes. They could have ran it down even further, but they didn't. They snap it and no timeout. And ah. at least you, you make them punt. Uh, do something. you getting the ball back. Dude. It's not like they could have took a snap and ran the clock out. No. You still very yeah. much had a chance. I don't. I didn't get it. I, I, I was looking. I said, ah, oh, they mustn't have a timeout. The Lions made a big mistake snapping it when they did, and the Bucks just like, okay, that's cool. Let's go home. I don't. Who I don't understand that one. That one got me for a loop. W goes to the LSU women's basketball team. Played incredible yesterday. Ninety nine points. Van Lith was rolling. Angel Reese was rolling. They put on a show. Huge crowd. The LSU women are, are in a great spot heading into their matchup with South Carolina on Thursday. And L goes to Caitlin Clark. I'm tired of hearing about Caitlin Clark. Every time I post something about Angel Reese, the Iowa fans come and they water down the post and start talking about, oh, well, Angel couldn't do that. Caitlin is the best and yada, yada. Caitlin Clark turned over the ball seven times yesterday. Yeah, she scored 45 points, but she turned it over seven times yesterday. And when walking off of the floor, got ran over by a fan, got dump trucked by a fan, and then flopped to the floor and acted like she was in need of a wheelchair until the cameras started rolling in the press conference and suddenly she was fine and was able to talk again. Get Caitlin Clark out of here. Iowa loses to Ohio State. Get them out of my face, man. Tired of hearing about them. W goes to the Los Angeles Clippers. My Los Angeles Clippers were down 17 in the fourth quarter yesterday. Ended the game on a 22-0 run. Kawhi Leonard goes crazy, runs wild, makes big plays down the stretch. The Clippers get an 11-point win over the Nets. The Clippers are now 27-14, and and since the month of December have by far and away the best record in basketball. Look out. They're coming. They're going to be a very difficult team to beat in the postseason. A weekend L goes to Texas men's basketball coach Rodney Terry. Rodney Terry cut the biggest Karen uh, promo possible after a recent loss when Central Florida was doing the horns down signal to his players, talking about, oh, that's classless. Oh, you know, you got to act better than that. Blah, 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 blah. Yesterday, after beating Baylor, he's jumping up and down on the sidelines, acting like he just won the national championship game. Practice what you preach, Coach Terry. By the way, you look just like Gus Fring, Coach Terry. Hmm. What are you doing, man? Keep your mouth closed. There ain't no reason to be dissing somebody else's team just because they did a hand signal. Come on, man. Give me a break. Have thicker skin than that. Yeah, did did you see the actual footage? He was telling all the players, you know, have more class, this and this. Uh, then he goes in his con. We shake hands with. Nah. Well, you did not shake hands with any one of them. You just kept bashing them. You didn't shake hands with those young men. Look, he does look identical to Gus Fring. He does. <laughs> it's yep, ridiculous. Sure does. It's a, it's a clone of Gus Fring. Central Lafouche boys soccer player Chase Manning gets a W this weekend. Chase Manning, on his birthday, got a hat trick in a game that clinched the district championship for his team. Congratulations to Chase Manning, a terrific young man. I've been known him for pretty much his entire life. Big, big performance. Kudos, Chase. Happy birthday, Chase. And L goes to the San Francisco 49ers linebacker Greenlaw down the stretch of the game. Look, he made two interceptions in the game, and he was the biggest reason why the 49ers won that game. But, Coach, everybody in the world is screaming, get down, you know, Dre Greenlaw, get down. We're going to take a knee. We're going to win the game. He's running around breaking tackles and fighting for extra yards. 
He could have very easily fumbled the ball. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't understand why. Why, why, why are you going to run around? He's Maybe, trying to score for what? Even though if there's 10 seconds, you fall down and let your quarterback take the snap and kneel down, game's over. You can't run out the clock with 30-some seconds, whatever they had, but I was hoping. and Oh, no, he's fighting for extra yards. I'm the- like, fumble, fumble, just to prove a point. That's uh, That was ridiculous. Dude, how how does one of the players on his own team not tackle his ass? Like, I yeah. would go and horse collar him down. Like, dude, get on the ground. What are you doing? Ruining what, I mean, it, it, it ended up not costing them, but boy, it surely could have cost them big. Coach Kali, have you ever heard of the Jolly Twins? Uh, I don't know if I should answer that. Have you ever heard of it? I'm not, not going to make fun of you. Jolly, no, no, but no. Okay, well, they're, they're a set of twins. They're called the Jolly Twins. They play bitty basketball for maybe St. Bernard, Bernard or maybe JPR East or West. I don't know, somewhere out there. Oh, wait, you might have mentioned that last week. Damien did, said that the Jolly Twins were okay, coming Okay, yes, yeah. So I'm giving them a W. I saw them play in the Patterson tournament on some videos uh, this weekend. They're unbelievable. Uh, for, to, to consider that we've got kids 9 and 10 years old that are playing at that high of a level. Like, colleges are going to be recruiting these kids the second they step on a high school campus. The Jolly Twins are insanely good. And I saw them this weekend. My God, are they worth the hype. Big, big, big time stuff. And L goes to Anthony Rendon. Of the Los Angeles Angels. Anthony Rendon was whining and crying about how too, how the Major League Baseball season is too long. Oh, man, we got to shorten the season, bro. 162 games, that's way too much. We got to shorten the season. Well, cut, cut his pay. Anthony Rendon, mind you, has not played a full season since signing with the Angels on a huge money deal because he's been hurt every single season. Sit out that argument, bro. In the last handful of years, I'm going to tell you how many games Rendon has played. Rendon played since getting to Anaheim, or Los Angeles. 52 games, 58 games, 47 games, and 43 games. In four years, you've played about 200 games, bro. You're not the one to be talking about how long the season is. Weekend W goes to Gage Griffin, our buddy at Central Lafouche. And there's a reason why I'm giving Gage a W. We have a lot of coaches in there in this area, and I sincerely appreciate every one of them that takes the time to talk to us on the radio Sends us information, sends us news, sends us notes. Gage is the only coach in the area that after every game, whether they win, whether they lose, whether they win by 30, whether they lose by 30, which was the case on Friday, that sends me his stats every single game. I'm driving home from Assumption on Friday. I get note from a friend of mine that Central got beat up on. I wasn't expecting to get a text. You just lost by 30. Like, I wouldn't want to send the text to me later uh, either. About two minutes later, here's the text from Gage. Yep, took a tough one tonight. Evan scored this. Blaze scored that. Kudos to you, brother. We appreciate that. That willingness to be an active participant no matter what the results are. Great job. That is, that's some awesome stuff. And L goes to Ben Simmons of the Brooklyn Nets. Ben Simmons hurt his back two and a half months ago. And at the time, it was said he was going to be out one to two weeks. He still ain't back. Yesterday, I saw him sitting on the bench as the Clippers were beating the Nets, and the announcers are saying, oh, Ben Simmons is so frustrated. Oh, he, he, he wants to be out there so bad, and he wants to be helping his team. No, he don't. No, he doesn't. Here, now, here's what's going to happen. He's going to sit out the rest of the year with a bad back. Then in June or July, we're going to see videos of Ben Simmons working out 
playing basketball, playing pickup, making three-pointers on camera, and all of the Ben Simmons mafia will tell us, oh, look out, he's finally healthy, it's a comeback season. Then in October or November, he's going to be hurt again. He's not going to be playing again because this dude has no desire to actually play basketball as long as he could get that money, that's all he's worried about. Dude is a grade A loser. I had that guy pegged from day one. Great, fair enough. To, you absolutely did. You absolutely did. A W goes to the Thibodeau Middle School boys basketball team. What a week they had! They won an MLK Day tournament on Monday, beat LCO on Thursday, then won another tournament this past weekend, going five and zero on the weekend in the tournament out in New Orleans. Coach Jeremiah Gray and his team have gotten hot at the right time. They're the favorites to win the Paris Championship. Kudos to you, Thibodeau Middle, for making it happen. And L goes to the weather. Like, I, I'm i done with the weather, bro. Last week, we're, we're having games get canceled because of freezes. We're having to walk up the steps of the studio, holding on for dear life because there's ice on the steps. Two or three days later, it's 70 degrees, and we're in short sleeves. Two or three days after that, it's freezing again. Today now, after being freezing yesterday, today it's in the 60s and the 70s. Tomorrow and for the rest of the week, it's going to rain. Make up your mind. Can we have the same weather more than two or three days in a row? I Look, if it's going to be cold, be cold. I'm cool with that. No, I got beanies. No. I got hoodies. If it's going to be warm, be warm. If it's going to be dry, be dry. We have a different weather climate every single day in southeast Louisiana. You are bipolar. There are medicines for that, Mother Nature. Get on some pills. Get yourself right. What we're doing right now is atrocious. Tomorrow it's going to rain. After the rain, we're probably going to get cold again. After the cold, it's going to get hot. Then we'll have a snowstorm. Every day it's something different. You never know how to dress, never know how to prepare. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over the cold weather. Unbelievable, man. Every day we have a different season. Some days we live in Pennsylvania. Some days we live in Jamaica. Tomorrow it's going to be 90 degrees, and, and, and I'm done. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. A W goes to Randy Brown. This is the last one that we hand out. Randy Brown um, broke a record. Let me make sure that I say this right. She's playing overseas, tremendous women's basketball player. She's playing overseas and set a Finnish league, and this is in Finland, Finnish league record for points scored in a game, scoring 42 points with eight rebounds and two assists for her team out in Finland. And because of that, recently got a contract extension. Uh, it, she broke the record for individual scoring in a Finnish league cup game, scoring 42 points. Randy's a great person, great human being. When she gets back from overseas, we'll have her on, as the, on the show to talk about her experiences. Little little gal from home in Louisiana is going 42 points in an overseas game. That's unbelievable. Awesome. awesome. Great job, Randy. That wraps up today's show. We want to thank um, Jamar Celestine and Coach Reed Case. We want to thank everybody so much for their time. Tomorrow we've got a great show planned. You eat these, by the way, Coach Kelly? You eat that? No. You've ever had I'll this? try one. Yeah, I think I did. People, I eat these all the time, and people tell me that I'm crazy. You know so. Let's try one. They got a bunch of different flavors. If you get a if you get a black one, though. the little Nico wafer candies. The package says since open since eighteen forty seven. 
I buy these and I bring these to the gym and stuff. And like people look at me crazy and say like, dude, like, why are you eating that? Like that tastes like soap. Y'all are all wrong, man. Like, okay. Now let again, very quickly before we wrap up, as we had this debate on social media, what do you call the two different types of Doritos, right? Regular Doritos and a Cool Ranch. Damn it. We need a new, we need a new producer. I saw what you put. I know. It's not, it's not Cool blue. Ranch. It's blue Doritos and regular Doritos. Cool Ranch. Get out of here with that, man. Cool Ranch Doritos. Look, for anybody listening right now that thinks that it's Cool Ranch Doritos and not blue Doritos, like, go find something else to listen to. We don't, we don't need you as part of our audience. I'm kidding. I'm, please don't actually do that. Cool Ranch for real? We got, yeah. We got Dude. so much that we got to teach you, man. Okay, yeah, you open it, the package up, it's blue. We got so much that we've got you to teach You open it up, you hear that cool ranch. Cool ranch. Let's wrap up today's show after that miserable ending to the show. We want to thank everybody for their time. Y'all oh, have a wonderful rest of the day. Lost it. God bless you guys. We'll be back tomorrow, at least one of us will. I'm going to be trying to find <laughs> another producer. Y'all take care. Have a great day. Love you guys. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.